Welcome to Faint Praise. I'm Tony. I'm Eric. And this is a podcast where we watch two similar bad movies and talk about which one is better. And for the first time in four months, we're actually doing the right version of Faint Praise. Oh, that's what you meant. Yeah, yeah. Where we've done episodes, but they haven't been the actual original format yeah because in my mind and in my nomenclature for when i'm naming the naming the episodes there's a faint praise and then faint praise extra and we have done three faint praise extras in a row where we talk about only one movie and so but uh that's not the reason for this podcast it was conceived as pitting two similar movies against each other and then we rate them in four different categories and figure out which one is better, but we've been lazy. So now we're giving the people what they want. Right, right. It's giving a Christmas Tony miracle. Giving the Tony what she wants, I guess. Yeah. yeah, except I really didn't want to watch either of these movies. <laughs> so even when I get what I want, I don't get what I want. Yeah, you seemed unusually reluctant. For all the crap movies we've watched, these ones seem to really frost your ass, so to speak. Yeah, and I don't have a good reason for that. So the movie, the specific movies that we're talking about are Legend and Willow. Legend is from 1985, Willow is from 1988, and the theme is just 80s fantasy movies. 80s magic fantasy. And and they both star, um, they both have Billy Barty in them as a, uh, as a yes. dwarf character. And I think I kind of thought about them after we saw Masters of the Universe. Because he was in that one Because he was in that one. And... Uh, and I, I had never seen either Legend or Willow. So I was like, well, maybe this is a good excuse to see them. But I just really didn't want to. And I'm not as opposed to children's movies as you are. Which one was Billy Barty in this one? Was he the main wizard of the dwarves? When you say this one, you mean Willow? And yeah. the answer is yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so in Legend, he is really the only dwarf character. Right. I and in one. Willow, he is the like high mage dozens of dwarf. dwarf. You actually, so you were like, I recognize this guy. Or well, it's his um, voice. He's a very distinctive voice. Oh, Eric is very voice-oriented. That's how he I recognize the voices. other guy in um, Willow that was in Death Wish 3. He looks complete. Look at the pictures of him from that movie in Death Wish 3, and you mm. would have never recognized him. Yeah. It's exclusively his the way he was talking. You have a very interesting thing way of picking up on people's voices. Right. That, yeah, so it's pretty consistent, too. You always surprise me in being able I'm to... fairly deaf, but what I do hear... <laughs> I hear well. (laughs) When they speak loudly, I can tell. Um, Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I don't... Even after seeing the movies, I don't know why I was so reluctant to watch them. Because the way that I pick out episodes... So I usually, you know, throughout the day or week or whatever... You consult the bones? Yes. (laughs) As I I think of different movies that could be compared against each other, I keep them all in a spreadsheet. And then when it comes time to actually watch the movies, I present... I, I, I give a presentation to Eric. On, I grunted a few, and then yeah. I'm like, this one looks the least shitty. Yeah, most of them, the ones that I want to watch, he puts in the absolute bottom of the barrel. Absolutely I think we've not. each had our own versions of PTSD from the various combos that we've had to watch. There's been at least three for each of us that we've been like, <laughs> like rolling around begging for it to be over. Yeah, <laughs> like if usually- we weren't doing the podcast, there was there's probably at least... Five movies each that we just would not have finished. Usually we agree on those, though. It depends. Some are so bad, but like, for me, it's very rare that I would literally turn off a movie. And there has been three or four that we've done for these podcasts that I would not have finished if I was just sitting in front of my computer eating moon pies or something. (laughs) It used to to be very rare for me to turn a movie off. It's getting more common. I I think it's just age and I'm just like... Well, you know movies these days, Tony. I'm like, my valuable life hours are being spent on this. You're like, I don't have time for this, literally. I'm dying over here. 
Uh, I'm over 30. <laughs> I can't just be flippantly using life hours anymore. Yeah, exactly. So it is getting more common for me to try out a movie on Netflix or Prime or whatever and just not finish it. But it's still not super common. And I still... You just know what you want now these days. Yeah, You're basically. a strong, independent woman. Yeah, basically. Uh, they say it happens as you get older. <laughs> <laughs> basically, you've just gotten meaner. Yeah. <laughs> just angrier just, and more bitter. Just fucking less patience yeah. all around. Nah, I don't want to watch it anymore. But I still have never walked out of a movie in the theater. I and begged you to walk there, out of one. <laughs> <laughs> there that are a couple like, that I've come close that I only didn't walk out because I was was with a group of friends and didn't want to seem. I begged like Travis a total to walk bitch. out of um, K nineteen, the Widowmaker. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "No, it's gonna get good, like, bro. It's not <laughs> dying over here." One of our first this dates, is four hours long. One of our first dates was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with Johnny Depp, and Eric was silently and not silently begging for like, begging to walk out of, here. of that one i was like i will leave you here <laughs> there was a certain point he was just staring at the side of my face like, i know you feel the gaze while i pretended to be enjoying <laughs> while i pretended to be engrossed in the movie oh, i'm just watching what's happening here. yeah so anyway aside from all of that i've never walked out of a movie in theater it's getting more common for me i don't to think i have either in a, th- in a theater yeah. I think there's some element of me like feeling like I need to get my money's worth. Although, you know, my I think my parents have at least once or twice, if you leave like before the movie's halfway through and you're like, this was trash, give me my money back, they'll yeah. do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that. I've just never done that. I've never felt like that was really necessary, though. Yeah. Because like it's not their fault. Right. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> like dear AMC, how dare yeah, you let me watch right. this? Yeah, it's right. If I could get the money back from the makers, I would totally do yeah. it. But not from the movie theater. Like, what if they, I mean, yeah, they're just going to. Plan, you know, Tweet whatever. at Jamie Foxx to get your money back for Robin Hood or whatever. That's what we should do. Yeah. You're like, I was going to get my money back, but I didn't think that the AMC Theater in the Orleans deserved to have <laughs> yeah. more people yelling at them than they right. than they already probably do. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm like, you're the ones who made this suck. Why should they change? But uh, as far as movies that we've watched for the podcast that I would have turned off, I would have 100% turned off the Russell Crowe Robin Hood. Probably the King Arthur with what's-his-name in it. We were slogging through that one. With Clive Owen? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Would have turned that one off. Would have turned turned off Ender's Game. Ender's Game, definitely. I would have at least turned off one of the Snow White movies. Uh, Limitless. I know. So Limitless is actually a decent movie. You liked it. I just hate that type of movie. Right. I feel like I even walked away from it during the podcast viewing. I just, right. I had a really tough time with that. There one. were definitely a couple, I, I mean, some movies like um, Lone Ranger even, like we were just like, wow, this is still ooh. going on. Ooh, Lone like, Ranger. Like we might have, if, ooh, yeah. like when that, when we walked up there and we're like, pause, I need to take a, a bathroom break and we saw there were like 45 minutes left. <laughs> if I wasn't doing the podcast, probably been like, oh, fuck this. And there'd already been two train chases. Right, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and not even, and one of them we saw from the from the trailers hadn't even happened in the movie yet, so we knew there was at least one more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was that was a tough one. But anyway, that doesn't really have anything to do with <laughs> Legend and Willow. I think I just the level of dread that I went into watching these two movies with was was, was as if I was about to watch the fucking Ro- Russell Crowe Robin Hood again. And I don't really See, have I'm a good answer I'm worried about the Russell Crowe Noah's Ark. Yeah. <laughs> That's one I'm like really keep putting to the bottom of the list. So, so a uh, yeah, a, a theme I really want to do is the Noah's Ark that Eric just mentioned and Exodus Gods and Kings because they were th- both the same year and both uh, right, here, Bible we'll, stories. We'll make a deal on air. Oh, of course, no. you can edit this later if you want. <laughs> Well, the next two episodes that are not the extras, if we'd want to squeeze something in there, should be 
the one that you want to do most and the one that I want to do most. Fair enough. I don't care the order. So okay. if you want to do the one I like first and then I, you have to do yours. I know or, which one you're going to choose. Yeah, the Chuck Norris <laughs> one. And, and, has, and the one with the young Sharon Stone. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so then I don't even... Yeah. You know, it's not even that I want to see Noah's Ark or Exodus Gods out. and Kings, yeah. but it's the theme. I you want like to do the episode. The That's what I mean. I know you're it, not yeah. really stoked about the movies. Right. So right. I probably come and out And especially, I mean, Ridley designed. Scott movies, woof. Yeah, lately. I mean, like ever since Independence Day or whatever. No, wait, that was Roland Emmerich. Yeah. Uh, Ridley Scott, yeah, he's just... Had we've not had done, anything that we've liked in a while. We've now done two Gladiator his, probably yeah. was the last one. That, yeah, we've now done two of his movies on the podcast, one of which was one of the most painful ones, the other of which we will talk Andrew's about game? shortly. Did he do Ender's Game? No, he did the Russell Crowe Robin Hood. Oh, okay. Which is kind of why yeah. I keep bringing it up. He also did Legend, so um, we'll be talking about him a little bit in this. Who wrote Legend? Was it from a book or something? It seems like it was from a kid's book or something. Is no, no, no. It was written. Material? It was a, okay. it was a screenplay written for it. But I think Ridley Scott was involved in it. Was he uh, involved in taking the copious amounts of drugs required? Oh my god! <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know you derailed me. But well, inter- while you're derailed, I'll say another theme for this episode is that both of these movies I had seen before. But when I was very young, like we're talking sub 10 years old, and had almost no memory of the plot, other but I had like very, very strong like. Uh, memories of a couple visual of a couple yeah. visuals yeah and i feel like i hear that from a lot of people and about I think these movies specifically yes about these yeah. movies specifically everyone talks about the tim curry devil right um and willow i i can't remember what other people talk about but a lot of people talk about just willow in and general. i had yeah. i struggled with the visual ratings for both these movies i think because of that part so of i struggled with all the ratings for both these movies yeah. maybe just because we haven't done it in four months yeah. maybe just because the disconnect between the the, the uh, how badly I did not want to watch these and the and, and how they turned out. So anyway, I guess we've done enough preamble that mostly doesn't have anything to do right. with the movies. Um, what we'll do? We started off by watching Legend first. Uh, do you want to guess the Rotten Tomatoes on these? Huh. Okay. Legend. I'm gonna guess was not bad. They probably liked it. I'm gonna guess plus fifty percent. 42. Okay, so not that far off. I was going to guess low 50s. What do you think Willow was? Higher than that, I'm guessing. Is 60? it because we watched Legend first? No, I just know that it's re- well regarded as a movie mm-hmm. as far as I know. I'm going to say 60 something. 50. Okay, so fairly yeah. low still. Yeah, so we went in order of Rotten Tomatoes. What was the general consensus about like, what they thought was wrong with them? Uh, well, I can go through that as yeah, we were talking okay. about structure section. Right. So we watched Legend first, I think because it was the lower Rotten Tomatoes and it was the earlier movie and it seemed like the one, one I'd probably be more likely to be really boring or weird. Yeah, yeah. Willow, you know, Willow is directed by Ron Howard and he is so safe. Right. You and know so it's going to be a very, like, yeah. kind of, uh, have a very like normal plot kind of arc and yeah. archetypal stuff and there's not gonna be any ma- major issues with structure that are like not know what the fuck is going on yeah, and stuff like that I-, I knew there was no chance it was gonna be unwatchable right. or anything like that and i felt like i knew what to expect i didn't really know what to expect with legend and i yeah i didn't either because i literally had like one or two single images stuck in my head that mm-hmm. i can remember from this movie so we start off by watching legend which god barely has a story the it's story very, in legend yeah. It, like literally the opening the opening scrawl of it is probably the equivalent of like a full page of reading it goes on it's like if you put all like 
the Star Wars movies together yeah. from their opening. So it's like that long, literally. It's ridiculous. Like you're, you're thinking like, okay, and then you're like, well, shit, this is still going. Because they don't do any story development in the movie. Yeah. That is that is your whole setup and everything right. is in those first like three pages. And I wasn't reading it because I kind of was like well, you still know, getting things It's just like a Star right, Wars. Yeah. He's like, okay, the guy, whatever. It doesn't really matter once the movie so starts. So honestly, I never quite <clears throat> knew what was going on in Legend. There is a there is an evil devil guy who yeah, the, wants the forces to... of darkness want to snuff out the forces of light because they've been in basically darkness is in remission at this point. He does, you know, he's like having to hide out, and uh, I think that's the character's name too. It's just darkness. They don't yeah, call him so. the devil or whatever, but and uh, the forces of light are in like I don't know, basically in the unicorns, which apparently there's only two of. They didn't make that perfectly clear. Yeah, and then so he decides to kill the unicorns and i don't know how this princess girl is wrapped up in it you she's never see her parents or like there's something to do with the innocence lives. of this princess girl well, the only that has something yeah, the, to do with the only the unicorns, unicorns only come out if there's like pure innocence or something okay so that's, that's what they said so, so they, they come out to they follow the, her because they know that the unicorns yeah. will show up and uh tom cruise is like a wood sprite is uh, yeah i don't know if he's just supposed to be like a lost boy or if he's supposed to be some sort of magical creature yeah because for what he's you can tell with the he just like lives in the woods wearing like a peter pan outfit yeah and he's all dirty yeah so one of the unicorns gets killed by darkness the girl runs off with the other unicorn and tom cruise has to save her with the help of Dwarves. Elves and dwarves and fairies. And some kind of wood sprite kid. Yeah. Well, you, I, I called him an elf, but okay. you're right. He is some kind. Of, I think he is actually some kind of wood they sprite. They called him like a child of the forest or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so then Tom Cruise has to go get the girl and the unicorn back, which is weird because for most of the movie, the girl and the unicorn aren't actually captured. You don't actually like, really get... see the exact moment that they're captured from. This movie is very trippy. Yeah. Like it was much more like I thought my kind of feeling of it being like weird and trippy was just because it was a weird fantasy movie that i saw when i was seven years old or something but no the movie is like very surreal and like um even trying to remember it is like trying to remember a dream watching the movie is like a dream i was like because even the music which i actually think the music did a good job of contributing to that ambiance that they wanted but I don't know if that makes it good. It was just like, you really do feel like you're in a dream the whole time. With yeah. the in- Included in that is the fact that it, stuff doesn't make sense and just <laughs> happens. And you're just like, wait, when did this happen? Why are we here now? Wait, what is, you know what I mean? Like, But yes. it, it's very, very, with the visuals and the music and that makes it very dreamlike. Yeah. So that's the summary of the movie. Yeah. I mean, in the end, the good guys win, bad guys lose. Girl and Tom Cruise get together uh the end right <laughs> yeah, they banish the demon and whatnot yeah and that yeah. was what i remembered was him being stabbed with the unicorn horn okay specifically in um, like a dungeon so now we will get into the whole reason for this podcast which is rating each of the movies in four different categories acting visuals structure and entertainment value we can each give up to five points in each category <laughs> we'll add together the total at the end and see which movie is better so starting with acting what do you have to say because it's acting and casting, and I thought Tom Cruise was pretty badly miscast in this. Yes, I just put two. I said two and a half. I agree with you. So there's not two. There's literally probably twelve actors in this movie. 
There is not a big if cast. That, if that. And so, most of them do. I thought um, Tim Curry obviously did a fine job. It was weird in his yeah, makeup you know, and everything. I was excited about seeing Tim Curry. Yeah. I think that he is one of the greatest hams of all time. Yeah, exactly. So in a role like this where you need, like, go ahead and chew away, at, yeah, you know, at the scenery. It, yeah, it works. and you know, even like that Disney Three Musketeers movie, I felt right. was watchable in large part because of him. Um, I wouldn't have known this was Tim Curry if no. I didn't just already know it up, from the zeitgeist going yeah. into it. So it didn't feel like a Tim Curry role to me. That was disappointing to me. Otherwise, yeah. I would have given this a higher score. Yes, of course he did a good job, but it was not that Tim Curry over-the-top performance. Right. And maybe it part of that is, and obviously we'll get into this more in the visuals, but maybe part of that is just the character looked so over-the-top that... Right. that he couldn't act up to the level that the character looked. Right. It was any already other, so like hammy looking and everything. Right. Any other mere mortal would have just gotten swallowed by that, right. by all of that makeup. So he acted through it, but it still just didn't feel like Tim Curry. Eric is 100% right. Tom Cruise is just woefully miscast in this role. And as I was watching it, I thought of, I thought a lot about it during the movie and after because I was like, it's not like he's doing a bad job and no. honestly there's just not doing much a tom to cruise the character job. right there, none of the characters have that much to yeah, them yeah so I the was... girl to some extent has i can't even she had so little to her she's like floating through this movie like she's roofied or something the whole time <laughs> and like i don't know if she's a terrible actress or like she's literally just like oh i'm like in the beginning of the movie she's kind of just like running through the woods and runs into this house and like eats these poor people's biscuits <laughs> and you find out that she's like the princess <laughs> and she's like just has is friends with this like peasant woman she's she throws her along yeah she throws her laundry on the dirt to prank her and then runs inside and eats her biscuits yeah she's a kind of an awful character yeah and then first. you're like what the fuck oh man that crap but she's me just up. like all out like of it she's the whole roofing. time she really is yeah, yeah. like a spaced out and um just... i feel like most of the actors and characters in this movie are non-entities you got tim curry who is not tim curry enough you got tom cruise who is woefully miscast and i was trying to think i was like if this was the first movie i'd ever seen with tom cruise in it yeah would i still think he was miscast am i just bringing into this movie my preconceived no biases? i think you would think he was a worse actor whereas yeah. since we know he's not a bad actor we just know this isn't material that's gonna work and for i him. think the problem is tom cruise has such a natural intensity and it's what it makes work him work for this like wood spray you'd see right. flashes of it where he, he would have he was trying to do this weird voice he's like oh that's it but then you would see other moments where he does that like scientology intensity yeah. and you're like this isn't working for like your wood like yes mission impossible seven yes no for a tiny like wood the laser, sprite. like the laser <laughs> eyes the laser eyes with like the, with no, like the you're being, rictus, gli you're being yeah, glib mat like yeah. that type of like, with like the rictus grin when he right. does have to smile you know yeah. the tom cruise roles that really work are when he can use that intensity for the role the other thing i realized and i looked through his imdb to make sure he's not good in love stories like, no, I can't think of a single. He like, he's not in a lot, but the no. only ones they work in are like the ones that it's kind of side note to the, you know, something like um, it has to be part of his goal. It has to be part of that intensity. So, like I, cocktail or something like that. Where it's honestly, like, I, I don't remember cocktail. I'm but, just saying, like, where that's that's that is basically the story, but it's not one of these. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe people think, but I mean, I, I've like mentioned it. this a couple times. <laughs> honestly, one of my favorite movies. I'm not. I'm not joking, I'm not being ironic, is Edge of Tomorrow. And I think Tom Cruise is great in it. I love that movie. I love its Groundhog Day sensibility. Yeah. I love him in it. 
And it is, he is in love in that movie. It is. But that's I would not, not call the crux a, of the movie. I would not call it a love story. No. But he is very clearly in love with the Emily Blunt character. But it is in an obsessive way. Right. And in a way that makes sense with the movie. He's repeating this day over and over. And you honestly can put yourself in his shoes and say, I'd have to, I'd have to grasp onto something too to keep right. my sanity. So his intensity works with that sort of obsessive love that he has. Obsessive, unrequited love that he has for that character. Character. Right. But otherwise, these Mission Impossible movies, he doesn't have like love interests. No, and like in one them. of my favorite movies is the, the first Jack Reacher movie, which yeah. also there's no, there's like sexual tension, but that's it. There's he's not fine even with sexual a, tension. Right. I mean, he's he's not an un- he's not really my type because he's very small, but and and because <laughs> he has that weird crazed intensity about him. But uh, yeah, so he's. Yeah, sexual tension works with him just fine. But Le- Le- uh, I almost called it Legion. Uh, Legend is a love story, and he doesn't do love stories right. very well. Because it's almost like a Princess Bride type thing where he's like, yeah. I'll go to the ends of the earth to rescue you from the evil Satan kind yeah. of thing. So who do you think should have been in this role? That was the other thing I was trying to think of. Oh, who would have been good in that role? Because I have, I can't tell if my Corey choice... Corey Feldman, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if my choice is completely random or if it makes sense. Uh, I don't remember what so many of these actors nowadays would have been like that young to really. Would it have been crazy to say someone like Christian Slater? Yeah, this one thinking someone like that because they'd have to be they, they would have to go with someone like kind of small because they were supposed to be like a wood sprite. Yeah. I was talking about this. We were talking about yeah, this you the other want day a Chris too. Hemsworth like it, it is the woods. watching these older movies. It is shocking how well it makes you think. It's what's shocking is how much it makes you think how much effort they must be putting into his movies now to make him not appear small. Because yes. he looks so small in these old movies yes. that they must be putting significant amount of conscious effort into a movie like Mission Impossible, especially next to. What's his name? Yeah, Henry Cavill. Yeah, he's oh, like six through two, six two, six three, and like Jack oh, to not yeah. look like a fucking dwarf himself. Well, no, honestly, uh, apparently, you know, I I like to try to read up on the trivia behind these things, and apparently, uh, Ridley Scott had wanted to cast Mickey Rooney as one of like the dwarf characters, and he wasn't short enough next to Tom Cruise, yeah. so they had to cast. Yeah, because Tom Cruise dwarves. is like five six. Yeah. And back, I mean, he's obviously beefed too. up, but back yeah. then he was like a slight, he's not a big dude at all. Right. And as young, young and like that, yeah. No, I think with, I think with uh, yeah, a like lot a of actors, Slater. they do, they do Might a huge worked. amount of work to hide. Uh, definitely uh, Robin Hood, Taron Egerton. Right. Um, I was noticing it hardcore when we were watching Robin Hood in theaters, how badly they were like trying to hide. You know, he's right. always like the first one that comes in the room. He's always standing in front of the camera. And even like Jamie Foxx looks big next to him. I looked it up. Jamie Foxx is like 5'8". <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> know? it's the same thing as, as with Tom Cruise is they get these actors to play teenagers. That's their first role is usually a teenager. Yeah. So they don't want someone who's actually 16 yeah. because they just look too young or they they can't act or whatever, the legal reasons. So they pick someone who's in their 20s yeah. who just looks like a teenager and then they get famous so yeah. they put them in other movies but like, fuck, he's still 5'4". <laughs> yeah. We gotta do something about this. Right. So, okay. So you don't completely disagree with my Christian Slater idea because, yeah, I, I, it no, just kind of like dawned that. on me and I was like, I don't even know why I chose Because something I've like true romance, seen... you know, like that sort of relationship. Yeah, kinda. I've only seen Christian Slater in a couple things, but he's got like an easy charm and a more like right. slyness about him that seems like it could work with a sprite sort of right. character. Um, the rest of it, I wanted to do a quick shout out to the guy who played the tree nymph. The, yeah, the tree nymph. That was interesting casting because yeah. that uh, that character, and this is more of a structure thing, but I'll mention it here. 
that character didn't seem to fit with what the movie ultimately ended up becoming. Right. But I liked the direction that I feel like that character was supposed to be because he felt with the, with the actor that they chose and the voice that they had, which was not his voice. Oh, they it dubbed was, it or it something? Was, yeah, it actually was the same voice as one of the like ogre creatures from earlier in the movie. That's funny because I was getting confused in the movie. I didn't say anything yeah. when I was watching, but I was like, shit, who's talking? Because mm-hmm. like, that's funny. Yeah, you mentioned so that was, now. I thought I was just part of the weirdness. Yeah, that- there was a, there was the ogre thing that first got the unicorn's horn. Yeah. And you said, this must be a woman. It was a woman. And she did the voice for the wood sprite, yep. See, too. I can tell. That. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that I thought you'd find that interesting. But um, no, but that but that actor, he's creepy. No, I was just going to say, creepy. it made he the role like, really creepy, which it was, was kind of cool, at least. It was the... cool, but it didn't. they didn't do anything with yeah. it, and it didn't fit. I don't think it was but... supposed to be creepy. But, like, the, him, because he had a little bit of, a, like, he also was, he's not like a dwarf, he doesn't have dwarfism, but he had he has something, right? Where he's, like, 5'1", yeah, like or 5', yeah. yeah. So he's, he's kind of a Danny DeVito type, where he's not okay, quite a yeah, dwarf. He's yeah, he's just a, a really short guy. And he was young at the time, like, 19 or something. Yeah. And so, he and he had, like, a weird kind of intense look to him, too, and then they add in this weird, like, kind of raspy woman voice yeah but it was cool i wish they would have done yeah. something with that and that's the, yeah because uh, you know well, something right. like if if ron howard had been directing this movie that character would have been played by like oh hoily, hoily, yeah you know exactly. something like look at the irish type right. you know not oh, as creepy hey. overall yeah. the movie would have made more sense yeah which probably honestly without changing much about it would have made it worse because the yeah. only thing that this movie really has going is for ambience. it yeah. is the ambiance and that fact that it's weird and dreamlike if you like that You'll probably like the movie. If you don't like that, you're going to fucking hate the movie. Okay, so let's go into visuals because I know that's what you want to yeah. talk about. So. Well, that's part of it. Like I said, mm-hmm. like the vi- this was tough because there are a bunch of very, very like distinct kind of visuals that make you um, remember them. There's a lot of um, kind of cheesy ones too that don't really work. Like Tom Cruise has like glitter on his face. <laughs> like lazy stuff like that. And then the stuff like the Satan dude, they go to like a shit ton of work for this Pretty amazing, like, prosthetic suit, mm-hmm. but then he has, like, a ball's chin, which is, like, <laughs> kind of a little bit almost throws you out of it. But, I, like, I like the huge horns, and just overall the look is very, like, this is extreme, and it looks real. Just watching both of these movies, I was struck by how much better old movies look when they're just trying, when they're not, like, super low budget, when they actually do everything, versus how, like clean and fake and cg everything looks nowadays yeah. like everything looks like it's really happening yeah. in them in these movies yeah you know yeah i mean even honestly when it's bad composite like the two things are still happening they're just compositing right. them together and to like you so okay and they don't really... some more of that too but right. like, and like a couple of these you could tell it was a set you know because yeah. but like the snow actually the every set... they're like running through this there's actual stuff falling on them it's not cg and short like close-up shots so you can't tell what's actually going on in the background even an obvious set looks better than actors against green screen especially and in a movie like this where it's like them. a fake fantasy world right and if you make fake trees and fake snow that doesn't really make it look fake in mm-hmm. a movie like this right yeah it just makes it seem more fantastical more, and more theatrical like you're in a fake world but so, it's still better than like the you know star wars prequels sort of right. everybody's just in a in a green room you know pretending to look at things because at least when an actor's on a set they can still look at the things and interact with them like you said they're running through the snow yeah the snow doesn't look cold because right. it's not yeah because it's snow. a powdered fluff but they're at of... least tripping over it and it's getting in their clothes right and... so some so much of it was goofy but like still well done. I really, I was really split on this one. I ended up. Do you want to give my my score first, and then you can feel better about yours? Well, I said two and a half. 
I actually said three and a half. I gave it more credit than you did. And I think... I think because overall, every, it was just... Like, the ones that I liked, I really liked, but there was just some goofy... A lot of the goofiness. See, I didn't feel like this one had much goofiness. Willow has more goofiness. Uh, Legend is a very serious-looking movie. And a lot of people have talked about how much... Yeah, you're right. I'll give it a three. I think three and a half is a bit tall, but I'll go three. Because I I mentioned something about this, because you had said before, like, this is a kid's movie. This is a kid... You could be fucking creeped out watching this movie if you were, like, a young kid. Yeah, yeah, it's really kind of not a kid's movie. (laughs) Not really, yeah, because there's no, like, content-wise, sure, it's a kid's movie. But in terms of the, like, the ambiance, the feeling, like, the weird shit, the evil demon... You know All what? I, I'm gonna, I'll bump mine down to a three. A three and a half is probably is probably too high. Yeah. But I will say some of these visuals are gonna stick with me. Right, and, and that's, that's what's significant. And to see something as an adult that sticks with you is significant because people talk about stuff sticking with them when they're a kid but that's not as difficult to accomplish because right. if it just catches you the wrong way or scares you or whatever but like the honestly not even necessarily the uh demon the tim curry demon which is like you said admittedly extremely impressive looking and iconic it is iconic and maybe it's not sticking with me because i've seen it throughout the years so it wasn't a surprise but even like at one point when the princess does get captured and darkness wants to marry her but he has to like seduce her first and it's it doesn't really make sense because the way he seduces her is with this kind of like Cirque du Soleil looking creepy dance thing. Right. But that stuck with me. Yeah, and the outfit creepy. that she was wearing afterwards right. kind of still continued to creep me out. Because it's black lipstick. It's a bit like a ornate like black headdress. Right. And it's the like way this her maleficent hair's... looking thing. Yeah, the way her hair is like plastered against her right. head. And it's even like a deep V dress. Right. And she's pretty obviously a teenager. So even like the deep V is a little unsettling with right. the age that she is because you're kind of, I don't know. Right. The whole thing about it is unsettling in a way that really worked for right. me. And it worked in spite of the fact that I was like, this is a stupid thing that he's doing. Right. Why would he seduce her with this scary dress and this scary dance? But it's well, it supposed worked. to like hypnotize her, I'm guessing. Yeah, what it's, yeah, yeah, sh- you're right. Seduce isn't the right the word. Yeah. Hypnotize is a better word. Um, so stuff like that stuck with me. Yeah. There's and, a lot of that that it's just like weird looking. But then there's like a unicorn dancing through a forest. So I see what you mean with yeah. the goofiness and that's why I did bump mine down to But even three. those aren't like visually aren't that bad. So it's hard. The only yeah. stuff that's really... I think that just seems sillier to me now that silly. I'm not a little yeah. girl. I don't care about white unicorns right. dancing through the forest anymore. You know, that, that reminds me of a book that I had when I was a kid that was like trying to pass unicorns off as this actual natural phenomenon right and i was a stupid kid so it fooled me there was definitely a point in my childhood i was like no there are unicorns they're just in europe you know (laughs) my grandfather got me this book as a kid and they'd get this white horse and they'd stick a horn on it and then take a picture of it in like the bushes somewhere (laughs) so this kind of reminded me of that as far as the actual unicorns themselves um, but yeah, Eric is right. There's, there's a lot of glitter on faces yeah. in these movies, but even, but the look of the look of that creepy elf kid, the look of darkness, the look of, of her when she's hypnotized right. in the bad world, that's there's definitely enough to none elevate that, There's definitely this. none that you remember in the same strength in the opposite direction, like yeah. bad ones that are that stick out. But right. I will say the movie visually feels incredibly small. Yes. Like every, there doesn't seem like you're in a big area. It seems like everything's in like 
four acres or something. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of sound stages. And a lot I'm not of sure sets. why it feels that way because it's not each individual shot. It just feels like they're not in a. It big feels like area. it's underground, right? Like in a, a really because I think it's all indoors. I yeah. think almost all this was actual sets. Yeah, you could practically see even the those forest scenes looked like yeah. They, yeah, it looked like it was in a, a hangar somewhere or something. But it kind of helps with with an oppressive feel about it, right? And because like, like I said, if this stuck, was supposed yeah. to be a real world stuff, it would feel a lot faker mm-hmm. than knowing that some fake fantasy world. Yeah. So I'm, I think the reason that this doesn't get better visual scores is because ultimately the visuals are kind of in service of nothing. Right. So they That's lack, why, yeah. So they lack They're a kind of abstract. The whole movie yeah. is just kind of abstract. Yeah, it really reminded... I got a, so I got a Mandy feel when I was watching right. They're it. Not, yeah. There's nothing that they're necessarily enhancing. Like mm-hmm. if you had visuals that are that memorable in a movie that has a better overall like caring about the character because you don't right. care about the game, no, all these characters I mean? are like, just yeah. garbage yeah and it's so archetypal you know nothing you know what i mean it's darkness literally is his name <laughs> versus the power of light and good and unicorns and innocence whatever yeah you know what i mean it's like yes yes bad guy good guys okay yeah all right so that is a good segue into structure what'd you give it i gave it a one and a half i gave it a one because it was too. just too disjointed yeah. abstract the we were literally confused at multiple points in the movie obviously stuff like uh dialogue and stuff wasn't written super well overall story they literally just told it to you at the beginning it wasn't wasn't created organically like they could have had maybe made the movie just a 15 minutes longer and mm-hmm. had you figure all this stuff out normally. Yeah, so it's actually a fairly short movie. It's right. only about 90 minutes. And when I was looking stuff up about it after the fact made a lot more sense it's a fucking chop job yeah like it, it uh, feels like it yeah it really feels like it because when you're watching it there was even one part where tom cruise kills some like medusa type creature and uh, yeah. you even commented because at one point he's holding the shield then he kills the creature and then the shield is hanging from a tree and you right. were like how the fuck did the shield get up there and then he doesn't have it again yeah and yeah. there's a couple times and like even that. when i was looking up the trivia it was like there was a scene in between that explained how the shield i got swear up they the didn't tree. show really show him capture the girl in the unicorn no either. there was just all a of point. a sudden he's like in the du- they're just in the du- and we're like oh so because he sends the guys out to get them yeah and then all of a sudden she's like there and we're like is this in the cat when did she actually get captured we right. know he- she was going to but like yeah when did this actually happen yeah it like totally skips the capture part and goes right into darkness hypnotizing the girl right. which involves her like running down hallways and into rooms and stuff which was very dreamy another dream also. Thing, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so you're kind of like, I'm not even sure where she is right now. I know yeah. there, there's supposed to be a certain amount of confusion, but I literally don't know if she's free or not. Right. And I'm I'm wondering if that opening scrawl was like, They're like studio we added say it this on stuff later. So people know yeah. what the fuck is Because happening. otherwise this movie would have been completely nonsense. You wouldn't have known what the fuck was. You wouldn't even, yeah, yeah you wouldn't have known that anything, yeah. Yeah. And, so and you know, yeah, things like that, that the woodland elf guy just being too creepy for what, his right. character actually ended up doing. I really wish they would have gone in that direction instead right. and always had him be sort of like, you, you don't never know really, if he's good or bad. Yeah, kind of yeah. like a wild animal almost because that's right. sort of what he felt like. He felt like a Right, they could turn on you or yeah. something. It felt like having a tiger next to you. Because he felt like he was yeah. mad at him the whole time and could have like snapped and shot him with an arrow or something. Right, right. It felt like having a bobcat right. as your friend where it was just like a really dangerous creature but and and could go either way but ended up working in your favor. Yeah, I don't know if there's much more. You said you thought the music worked. I, I guess... I, I think it contributed to that dream feel. Some I don't know if it's good. Some of the music was horrendous. I don't Some think it was good, but Some of the music sounded like Chinese, like, uh, restaurant. Yeah, I'm just Like, saying, upscale Chinese restaurant yeah, music. Overall, I think the music contributed to that, like, 
abstract dreamlike vibe yeah. whereas it's like yeah. kind of like noise basically and you're just like what the hell is this i'm watching right so okay uh what did you say for entertainment i said one and a half too i said one and a half as just, well I, I always give low scores to movies first of all it is like i said content wise it is a kid's movie mm-hmm. the fact that it was creepy is good better than it just being totally you know snow white level kind of goofiness and stuff like that but it didn't make the movie in that much more enjoyable and when you add in the fact that it make doesn't make sense that always chops at least a full like point and a half off a movie for me yeah when, when, if i ever have to be like what you know like i mean that's just because then you're just sitting there trying to like actively trying to figure stuff out like visually it was really hard that's probably one of the reasons i put visuals a little lower at first was there's a lot that was like distracting and some of it like you said was editing stuff maybe not necessarily the visuals, but where you'd have trouble kind of telling exactly what was supposed to be happening. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I gave it the same exact entertainment score. It was not by far the most difficult movie to get through. No, it's not It's a at movie all. that I would have finished on through. my own. Yeah. Um, but it's not one I would ever want to go unique, back and you know, watch. So that made it interesting to right. some extent. And I really wouldn't even want to sit down with a child and watch this. I'd be worried that it would give them nightmares right. and then that would be yeah, my fault. Exactly. So so it kind of is a it's it's kind of for nobody. Um it's one of those movies right. it's like who is It's not this adult for? enough for adults and it's too weird and creepy for young kids probably. Right, right. So running back through the scores, I gave it two and a half, three, one and a half, one and a half for a total of eight. I gave it two Three, one and a half, one and a half. So total of seven and a half. Oh wait, mine was sorry. eight and a half. Yeah, so yeah, I get eight. Yeah, I was sorry. Like, wait, mine's not, mine wouldn't be a half. Yeah, I have three plus three plus two. No, I got confused because I was looking at the fact that so we have... scored it almost exactly the same. I just yeah. gave it a slightly higher acting score. So yeah, eight and a half and eight. So moving on to Willow. The uh, what's the story with Willow? Willow? Willow is there's an evil queen who finds a prophecy that some child born of a certain mark is going to end up being her undoing. So she collects all the babies and pregnant mothers to try and find it. Baby is born and they see that it has the mark. So she gives it to some woman to throw away or not throw away, but take away to save it. She puts it in the river and it floats down to the dwarf village where they capture it. And then basically they have to try and return it to a, another wizard to try and beat the evil queen. Yeah. It's kind of a journey movie yeah. where you've got, like we're saying yeah. Ron Howard is very archetypal hero's journey type thing. But mm-hmm. Oh, and also, and I, maybe I'm crazy for not knowing this, but do you know who wrote it? I think I did, but I don't remember. It's George Lucas. Oh, huh. Yeah, so, so it's a pretty, you know, George Lucas likes his... That's explained some yeah, things about Yeah, it. it does. He likes his black and white characters. He likes certain types of interactions. Right. A lot of people have talked about this is basically just Star Wars all over again. I'd, I see that it was written by the same person, right. but I'm not like... But in any direct way, I'm not it's like, not... Ned Morgan is just Han Solo. It would never, yeah, exactly. It would yeah, never make you think way. of yeah. those, each, uh, each movie. If I hadn't known that George Lucas wrote this yeah. i wouldn't have been watching it thinking well this is just like star wars you know, right. willow doesn't feel like luke skywalker no, I'm like, okay yeah. it's a princess but it's like that's not the same it's just I mean? honestly i got more it, it felt more like princess bride mixed with lord of the rings exactly i was just gonna anything. say this it's complete with a wizard fight with her flying you know what i mean yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that was there was a lot that reminded me of lord of the rings and i know right. this was first so i'm wondering i'd love to hear from peter jackson how much like yeah if there was any influence or if it's just that fantasy archetype I mean, right. lord of the rings literally wrote the book on what fantasy right. was gonna be so all but of i'm talking about specific scenes yeah. and stuff so yeah i mean the movie goes how you think it would go there are yep. not really any surprises so getting right into the scores what'd you say for acting I said three for acting and casting. I thought overall I did. I liked it. it was, there was no one that I was like, 
this person sucks. And there are a few that I like. Like I like, uh, I forget the name of the main dwarf, but. Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis. Okay. Yeah. You know, I initially I put a, a three job. and I bumped it down to a two and a half because I thought you were going to make fun of me. <laughs> so now I kind of want to bump mine back up to a three. Also. It's okay. I changed mine. Also, those two. Brownies. Tiny, yeah. Dude, the brownies. That was the worst part they of the movie. That's what I awful. just was thinking of when I said that makes some things make sense. That was mm-hmm. literally the worst part of the movie. And it single-handedly dropped my visual score a little bit too. Yeah. So I think I took it so out. Annoying. I think I took it out on acting. I'm going to keep. I'm going to keep my acting score because I, they, I, don't I think know, they did though, exactly what they wanted yeah, them to do. Yeah, they did what they were required to do. They weren't do. bad that's actors. More, the characters, they were just like the stupid little things structure. in Transformer. You yeah. know, that's a structure thing. Yeah. Okay, you know what? I'm going to give it a three because I originally did give it a three. You know, I felt like these characters are not particularly well written. And a lot of times they don't, they do things that don't make sense. But the actors are so like perfect. what, for example? Uh, like all the times that Willow was supposed to be fighting with Mad Mardigan never made any sense from yeah, a character yeah. standpoint. But the actors are so perfectly cast in the roles. Yeah. And you like them still. Right. So they're with a different actor. Willow could have been a really fucking annoying, annoying. character. He could have been annoying as hell. But Warwick Davis had the perfect amount of like and also, pureness without, to him yeah. and, and sort and of with, naivety. With not, uh, without, um, it's the, the uh, Mad Martin character is interesting because they try like the way specifically because of the way that like Willow's acting to him and the way other people react to him he's supposed to be this very like roguish character but he does literally nothing bad against Willow he's they even go out of their way to make sure that you know these things are not his fault yes like the baby getting stolen yeah. and him coming back he literally says sorry and they're like whoa we'll do it with or without your help oh that was ADR that, that was, was yeah, hardcore because they were ADR. like wait yeah. he didn't turn on him did he yeah. no yeah. I have a feeling I didn't necessarily see this anywhere I have a feeling that character was written more roguish and but the way like, that no. Val Kilmer acted it was so goddamn likable that they were like we gotta make him guy. a good guy that I yeah. think they literally had to retcon some goodness that back they were gonna make it. him more like Braun from yeah. what's it what's it uh, Game of Thrones yeah yeah because there's, that, there's a but they were like no he, we're making this uh, like yeah. he literally does nothing he helps me the entire time he does everything he says he's gonna do yeah like, yeah and I think that's a Val Kilmer the way that he plays yeah. this role and right. it makes that character really likable too even though he's kind of a, sh- a poorly written character um, the other people are doing exactly what they need to do. So those two performances elevate it beyond just the average two and a half. Right. I was going to bump it back down because there's these two characters called Brownies. They're tiny little like two inch tall guys. They were so fucking annoying. But Eric is right. That's not They're just the Ewoks of the movie. Yeah, that's not a that's that's not an. It acting wasn't because they were bad actors. Yeah, it was they because did, the characters were. Lame. You could have put you could have put Tim Curry in that yeah, role, and it would have it would have been, been exactly the same. And kind of an interesting thing. I, I always include chemistry in with uh, acting and casting. Uh, the, I don't even want to call her a villain because she ends up being good. The, yeah. the romance with the, so the, the bad daughter, evil the daughter, queen yeah. has a daughter who at first is so supposed to be hunting down the She's trying baby. to like prove herself to her evil And then uh, she and Mad Mardigan fall in love. She turns good. She helps in the end. And it's funny because that's a barely nothing there character, but almost no writing, nothing. No, to they did her. a good job, especially with the transition from them being like at odds and then becoming like 
begrudgingly realizing they like each other. So I was realizing through the movie, chemistry. I was like, these people have good chemistry. They were fucking married. Already? <laughs> they, no, they met, they, they got married that after makes sense, that. You yeah. can, it's weird how you can see that. Yeah, like, chemistry really, is such a funny thing. I have yeah. no idea these people were married, but I'm watching it going, they are really making this work for right. some reason. Even though they were just, you know, a totally nothing character. So right. funny how that stuff really comes through on the screen and makes something that on paper really wouldn't have been very good, really made it work for those three so yes i right. i'm happy to bump my score back up to a three and we can bitch about the the tiny little guys in a couple seconds moving on to visuals what do you have to say i i i would say that the visuals from this that are really good and stick in my mind are stronger than the ones from legend so i mm. i wanted to give it a better score but there are all there are also some specifically bad visuals, specific uh, special effects and stuff, and like the brownies and stuff like that. So I gave it the same. I said three because I, I really liked a lot of them, but there were some that just didn't look very good. I but said not that many. three and a half. Um, I wanted to go higher, but like I think I'm going to stick with my three and a half because the brownies. Yeah, there's a lot of there's there is bad green screen. The brownies are bad green screen. When the trolls get really big and turn into the two headed monster, that was bad green screen. Well. The, it's it's not green screen. It's um probably a matte shot Compl or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but like that visual, I really that's yeah. one of my favorite visuals is a mm -hmm. stop motion double headed monster yeah. thing. I'm gonna say three and a half because yeah. I, I initially wrote three and a half, even, and I was even just though like, the brownies eh. are really annoying. One of them has instead of like a yeah. lion head, he has a mouse skull, mouse head. skin on his head. And I'm like, that's creative. And, and I like, was like, you know what? That kind of makes this character yeah. almost worth it right, right. there. Um, and just like I mentioned in the last movie, overall, the look, everything looks real. It's all like the costumes are not look like they came out of a costume shop. They have a whole village of dwarves that they've actually built up with like real wood. Mm -hmm. And, re you know, like it's just everything looks mm -hmm. really good for yeah, the most part. I would say the reason it's not more than three and a half is because it is a kid's movie. So you do have to. That and just the limits of their special effects. Yeah. Like yeah. the transformation scene of them into pigs really stuck with me. When you look at it, like, okay, they just did cut back and forth with some makeup on it. And stuff mm -hmm. but like that's like holy shit and then like the troll transforming and he becomes this weird like skinned meatball mm -hmm. before he kicks him off the bridge like yeah. that stuff and then the bad guy that had the skull mask like I loved that shit yeah. when I was a kid and even like the fight scenes are fine they're not the greatest fight scenes no. in the world but, but they're they're they're, they're, they're better rated? Uh, I don't because know, I was actually. thinking it was fairly... It was pretty violent. Pretty violent. People yeah. getting like multiple swords stabbed in them. And There's no blood. Uh, no blood. It's but PG. It's That 80s PG is different than, than yeah. a... But 88 right though, PG. is that... 88, yeah. When was Red Dawn? Oh, Red Dawn was like 85, 84. Yes, PG-13 was invented in 84 for Red Dawn. Well, it was because of Temple of Doom, but That's what I meant. The first Red Dawn one was, was the Red first Dawn one. In 84. But still, I think it took a while for in the 80s for them to figure out what PG and PG-13 meant and uh and then it just has kind of gotten diluted. And that was probably in the, the point too years. where they the directors probably didn't want it to be PG-13. Mm -hmm. They probably viewed that as being like a little bit edgier, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they didn't want it to be viewed as that. Where nowadays, like, no one gives a fuck if your movie's PG. Oh, yeah, probably yeah. it's a negative to be PG unless it's yeah. a legitimate kids movie. In 2018, if you have a PG movie that... No one who's better. over 12, unless you're a parent, is right. going to be going to see this movie. Right. So that's probably the, the different dynamic there. Because this would yeah. definitely would have been a PG-13 movie nowadays. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's no blood, but there's a lot of on-screen death. And Yeah, it's more, it's more yeah. like... 
physically violent than a movie like Avengers or something. People yeah. getting like literally stabbed and yeah. you know what I mean? And the sword play looks decent and everything. It looks fine, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I'm almost talking myself into a higher visual score here. What's really holding it back? The special effects okay. and just the limitations, the of, limitations the, yeah. of the effects. And that overall, they didn't do anything that dramatic. Like yeah, that's the big monster, like, they just did everything well. They did yeah. everything they wanted to do really well. But there wasn't any like, holy shit, this movie's amazing. That looks amazing. This looks amazing. Like three and a half is higher than we give most of these movies. I'm for... a little tempted to give it the the Val Kilmer edge. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, what's funny is that when we, we first see him, he's in this cage for criminals and he's like all dirty and she's like, are his teeth nasty? <laughs> like you're going to take away my only reason to watch this movie is Val Kilmer is going to be fucking ugly so... in this. And then like 30 seconds later, he like wipes his he's teeth wiping, off. He's wiping his teeth off. <laughs> That probably goes back to what you we were just, saying. And like, I was just like, okay. Like, All right, relax, yeah. relax. <laughs> yeah, because uh, we watched Legend first, and then it took a couple days for Eric to convince me to watch this movie. <laughs> I really didn't want to watch this movie because I felt like I'd already seen it. Right. I felt like I knew exactly what I was getting into. And honestly, as stupid as it sounds, part of the reason I watched it was I was like, well, I like 80s Val Kilmer. Right. Um, so let's give this a try. And yeah, when he showed up in that cage and his teeth are gross, I was like is this gonna be for the whole movie right. and then it was like they heard me because he wiped his teeth right. off the very next time they showed him and i was just like thank you movie and then he's shirtless most of the time <laughs> right and yeah he's an obvious like ladies man and everything so it's so, uh, okay i'm I, i'm uh mo mostly joking i won't bump the visual score up for him but yeah so you said three and a half for that as well right yeah that's what i initially wrote down and yeah. i talked myself out of it okay uh what about structure i said two and a half I said two. I wasn't sure if I was being. Those aren't that dramatic. Harsh. It's, it's yeah. like we said. It's very basic in terms of its, it's archetypal so story. There's some dialogue stuff, like you said, that doesn't make sense. That the characters had to literally make up for. They did effectively mm -hmm. make up for some weirdness, but the weirdness is there nonetheless. Like there's. Mad Mardigan is like helping him the whole time fighting off these guys and he's like Mad Mardigan stop and you're like stop what stop, stop running you? from the guy stop fighting with the guys trying to kill you both like this doesn't make any sense yeah and then the, stop saving my life the lucasness <laughs> of it was that makes a lot of sense like I said yeah. the brownies were fucking annoying yeah they were literally annoying yeah. overall this movie is not that mm. like action packed or anything it's sort of like a mild hobbit adventure until bouts of you know action and magic so it's not that like gripping or anything yeah it feels a little slow oh, one it of them, felt slow it, it was kind of slow it felt yeah. long I, yeah I, it, it was did a, felt, very felt longer than i thought like not boring but i'm like this movie's a lot longer than i thought yeah the rat dogs i forgot to mention the visuals so it was really <laughs> i remember those as a kid a lot like these these dogs they just put like ugly masks and like back suits on these dogs with like it's long hilarious. like naked rat tails and they still but I, have their skinny little dog, skinny legs. Little dog legs they look more like sheep almost <laughs> but it really that struck stuck with me like those were this as a kid the images i had from willow like before watching this again were the rat dogs running through the woods that like weird ass like Noah or um, Moses thing that she puts him in that looks like yeah they really made it out of, of a lump of sod. Yeah. It does, like nowadays it would be some perfectly made styrofoam thing that looked all elaborate and mm -hmm. it looks like a floating clump of marsh weed that they like put him on. And the guy with the skull mask, the turning into pigs, and the double headed like gullet dragon thing. Yeah, those were all cool. 
Yeah. So anyway, back to structure. I, I think I went lower than average because of all these things that we're saying. The brownies were annoying characters. Yeah. Willow as a character fighting with Mad Mardigan made no sense. I could tell that probably they had a different thing in mind for Mad Mardigan and then retconned it it's later. It's a little long. Yeah. Some of the character I- development, especially for the for the for the lady who ended up marrying Val Kilmer, right. was a little bit. Uh, non-existent yeah yeah completely non-existent and it the pacing was a little bit off but overall it is mostly just and a that's slight, only thing. slightly below yeah. average so i said yeah two so mostly just a mostly just no straightforward major issues yeah like i can't remember any times that the music bothered me or you know, and that's what we're talking or about the dialogue was like you're not gonna terrible. have anything like total hack show up that you're just like what that yeah. just doesn't make any fucking sense unless he had to go reshoot an entire solo movie right. so uh that I, I i'm not holding that one against him in all honesty <laughs> So nobody could oh, salvage I that. I he did that, yeah. Yeah, he did. It was, did it he, though? Yeah. yeah, no, I don't think so. Yeah. I think it was better than all the, all the other Star Wars movies, probably, but... Yeah, yeah, I think I think it is. I but think that's it's still, a whole hell of a lot. Yeah, that's a pretty low bar, but I think it's that. Sorry then if you Rogue offended One. any of you virgins out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, uh, <laughs> we're getting... Con- we're getting yeah. uh, I got George Lucas and all his... Uh, yeah. We're getting controversial and, here. Right, woo. <laughs> Didn't like Solo, still the best of the new Star oh, Wars movie. Shit. Um, but it, it, that doesn't feel like a Ron Howard movie, though. No, it this wasn't. felt like it a was, Ron I mean, Howard he literally movie. came in afterwards, right? Yeah. To like, yeah, but he probably reshot half, seventy-five yeah. percent of it. Um, Just go watch Apollo thirteen or something. Yeah, jeez, that is peak Ron Howard. <laughs> uh, Ron Howard and Tom Hanks. My God, how schmaltzy can you get? The reason we know these weren't real Ron Howard movies is because they didn't have Clint Howard in them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Where was? Howard and Willow. Oh no! Like a, I think it was like maybe he was a troll. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, we'll save money on a mask. <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting in the makeup chair. Yeah, just, like I, I, I don't know what else we like. Need no, to we're, do. we're done with this. No, Clint, we're ready. You <laughs> they just can put go. like black face black <laughs> yeah. on it. Put a little wig on. Yeah, him. a little, little suit and. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, no, but in all honesty, so this was one of the first movies that Ron Howard directed. He probably just didn't feel like he had the clout to start to, putting to his brother that in everything. In the, yeah. yeah, but and you then know, by it got to Solo, then he didn't want to put him in it. So. Ron Howard was in Solo. Clint Howard, you mean? Sorry, yes, Clint was Howard he? was in Solo. I swear, I think he was in it. Oh, okay. Google all right, we got we got to pause this to look to it pause up. Pause it. Just look it up. You'll be able to find it pretty quick. Yeah, I think he was like, wasn't there like a cage fighting scene? In Solo? Well, yeah. there, there was where he threw him in the pit with the Wookiee. No, I, I, I feel like in one of the Lando scenes, like where... Maybe, I don't remember. Yes, yes. And he was a betting guy or something, or a ref? Or... He was... Yeah, he was... I can't figure out what, but he had like long hair <laughs> and, um, and a beard. And I think when they were meeting Lando for the first time in his like seedy underbelly. He was one of his henchmen or something. Well, wasn't there like a fighting ring or something? They were playing some kind of game, I thought. No, but wasn't there like a fighting ring in the background Maybe. that he like walked past? Maybe. I don't remember this movie. And didn't the, f- the fembot droid yell something about it? Probably. It was like, this that is like the so patriarchy is making God, fight Speaking of almost of walking out of movies, <laughs> forgot about that shit. No, I, okay, now I feel like Fembot. I'm making shit up. Am I crazy? Was this, was this not in now, Solo? I, I don't remember it, but I don't doubt that it was in there. I don't remember much from that movie. I kind of was. Okay. I tried to watch Solo again on a plane and I didn't, I didn't Yeah, so you've make seen it. more of it than I I made have. it about, I made it past, I made it until they met up with Daenerys again and that was so ham-fisted and stupid that he just happened 
to and she was like, no, don't up. worry about it. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, what? Like, she's not like, emotional I'm about it at all. To, I'm trying to save you here. And she's like, and she's oh, just hi. Like, How are you doing? Oh, guess no, what? It's me. I don't need saving. Yeah, yeah. guess what? It's me. I just happen to be in the same room as yeah, you. Yeah, it's so weird. It's so yeah. fucking weird. So anyway, uh, enough about Solo. Willow is no Solo. Right. Um, Entertainment. Yeah, so you... Uh, Two and what'd you say for, for structure. structure? Two and a half. All right. Uh, so what'd you say for entertainment? I said three. I said two and a half. Because I did... I do like all the visuals. Overall, it was a little bit slow pacing and a little bit too kiddy for me. That was yeah. it. That was really my only beef with it. So yeah. I was like... I liked it. I liked watching it. It's a good movie. I would say it's a good movie. But it's not something that I was like, yeah, that Willow fucking rocks, you know? I feel like a three I reserve for movies that I actively want to watch again. I'm going with two and a half for this because it did not bother me if a group of people wanted to watch it or if a child... It, You'd if, be like, sure, throw yeah, on Willow. I'd be like, yeah, you'll like Willow and I'll watch it with you. I, yeah. I wouldn't walk away from it. Let's right. put it that way. But I'm never going to sit down and watch it of my own volition again. I probably won't either, but only because of the PG yeah. nature of it. You yeah. know, like I need a little more yeah. kind of uh, yeah. sex and violence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I wish... And if it hadn't felt longer than like it was, because it's a two-hour movie, if feels like a Lord of the Rings movie, it does. though. It's it long. feels like it's two and a but half you hours. you add a, a little bit of full penetration, and then I'm watching it again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this movie's missing. He doesn't hang dong. <laughs> I'm not the only Val Kilmer fan in the room. <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be him. It could be the guy with the skull mask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so run back through your scores again. I said three and a half. No, no, no. I said three, three and a half, two, two and a half for a total of 11. I said three, three and a half, two and a half, three for a total of 12. Okay. Uh, not too often that you rate a movie higher than me, but it does happen every once in a while. You were worried that I was miserable during... I was very it tired. Like in these fantasy... I swear I'm not I was, some fantasy yeah. nerd, but like I rated Warcraft higher than you. I've rated God. Willow higher than you. I really did hate Warcraft. Yeah. You liked Warcraft, and I, I did, actively hated it. I enjoyed watching it. It wasn't good. I but think, I was I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll watch this. I think I would have turned Warcraft off after the first scene. I just, I did not connect with that movie. Yeah. And it's not even that it's the worst movie that we've watched. It's not at all. But there was just something, opening scene, I just went, nope. I think I had such abysmally low expectations for it, being that it was mm -hmm. like, a video game movie pretty much specifically made for overseas audiences. Yeah. Or at least that's who the only people who liked it. Yeah, yeah. It made yeah. Like a ton of money in China. Yeah, it's one of those few movies that like... I think Aquaman's going to be one of those. They said it'll reach $250 million without any U.S. money. Yeah, I think Aquaman that's will do... That's not all China. Aquaman's going to do just fine in the United States. Fine. Do you want to know how many of my girlfriends yeah. are like, you want to go see Aquaman like, I'll with take me? my Elba, kids Elba, to see... Yeah. Like, or it shows a picture of him and it's like, sure kids, I'll take you to see Aquaman. Right, and exactly. It's a picture of Momoa. And it's going to be a non-zero effect on the right. viewership for this movie. And the movie will probably be at the level of Justice League or something. Yeah. Not bad enough to make people being like, I know you like Jason Momoa, but don't go see this. You, you know, know what I mean? I would guess it's probably going to be better than Justice League. Justice League was uh, nonsensical. Like, I don't think yeah, Aquaman's going to be, be nonsensical. It'll probably be more I think uh, Aquaman's just going to be goofy. goofy. It's just going to yeah. be like a kid's movie. Whereas Justice League didn't feel like a kid's movie. It just felt like... By the way, if you thought Justice League was nonsensical, do not watch Batman v Superman. I've never seen that. I probably never will see that. It literally, it was like a total hack job. Yeah. Like it was just like literally like throw the clips in a bucket, shake it up and <laughs> pull some out and slap them together in order. It was, it was made no fucking sense. Now here's the question. Oh no. Maybe this has to be an episode. I don't want it to uh -oh. be. 
Aquaman versus no, no, because <laughs> I, I I would put money down. Aquaman's gonna be the best DC movie besides Wonder Woman. I, I never saw Wonder Woman, but that's okay. so Aquaman will probably be second to Wonder Woman, and then no competition. Not counting Batman movies. No, the question, yeah, the question is Batman v Superman versus Suicide Squad. I don't see any reason to do that. Yeah, I don't. What's the theme there? Just both bad DC movies? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing. The theme is we don't want to live anymore. Right. <laughs> and these movies are going to do us in. <laughs> we need to die and we don't can't afford enough drugs to kill <laughs> yeah. ourselves. Do you believe me now that we haven't done Suicide Squad on the podcast yet? Because last time... I don't. I mean, last I, time I, you made me fight I with really you for like 30 did. minutes about it. I really it. thought we did. I think it's just because we mention it every time. Yeah, we must, do. That must be it. Or it could be a Mandela effect. Could, they could have changed the Matrix on me. Yeah, yeah. Back when it was Berenstein Bears, we yeah. did uh, we did the Suicide Squad. Back when uh, we also did an episode on the um, Sinbad's Shazam movie. <laughs> and it was Shazam and Kazam were the movies. <laughs> yeah. that we, which has now remanifested itself in the Matrix as Will Smith's yes! genie in Aladdin. Yes. God, I can't believe how garbage that picture was. That's exactly what I'm talking about with the modern visuals versus like like that picture right there versus like what you would see in Willow or Legend. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Like everything looks like it was made in a movie studio. Like it was made for a Broadway play that you have to be able to see something interesting from 300 feet away. Yeah, that is uh, those. You know what I mean? Yeah, those were definitely the, the, that those costumes are playing to the back row like right. that. I even put on Twitter. It looks like they're going on stage at downtown Disney on a Tuesday yeah. we're gonna stand two. out on the st- at Fremont Street so people take pictures with them yeah. for five bucks yeah or those those I can't believe that made it to the front of a magazine I can't believe that made it past movie studio executives I I just can't believe it uh, I'm wondering and everyone's making fun of it so I'm wondering if there's yeah it looks like changes you, the things before, you would wear yeah. in like a kid's ice show yes. like in Death to Smoochie like yeah ice show. <laughs> not yeah. what you would make in a real live action movie of. yeah they're even like ill fitting like the right. like the boobs on her top look like uh i don't know she probably just doesn't have boobs and they're trying to make them yeah you can tell yeah because they're kind of like like a little too high yeah Yeah. they probably have like those chicken cutlet thing bags in there too and they're like (laughs) smashing them up and so everything's all out of whack yeah yeah and the guy looks like he's wearing a sweater that somebody cut the sleeves off of it's just awful (laughs) awful 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 but i think that is gonna do it for us oh wait are we trying to come up with a question this time? Yes. So, shit. oh yeah. So the new thing Let's where we're it for a while. where we're trying to get people to we'll have to think of this during the. If you wanted to relate to, what was our last question? Our last question that nobody answered <laughs> was um. <laughs> uh, our last question was well, it was twofold. It was specifically, has there ever been an example of a good movie oh, that had a repeat crossbows? action okay. crossbow? And then I expanded it to say, has there ever been an example of when um, some old-fashioned theme that got, some old-fashioned like time period that got updated with futuristic or modern elements sort was of the done same well? Thing. Yeah, the yeah same so thing. yours was just a more targeted example. Specific yeah, question. specific. This time, maybe... We could do who should have played... Tom Cruise's character. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Who should have played Tom Cruise's character in Legend? I think Christian Slater would have been good, but I'm sure there's lots of other guys. Yeah, so I'm not thinking of. Maybe Val Kilmer. No. Maybe a no. young Sharon Stone. <laughs> <laughs> so if would you have watch. any ideas about who would have made a better 
possibly wood sprite. That was the other thing about Legend. I didn't know what the fuck he was. Right, was he just a, a Peter Pan kid living in the forest? Yeah. Like a peasant kid? Or, I have or no was idea. he supposed to be one of these supernatural beings? Because he was all glittery and stuff. It was it was not clear at yeah, all if he anything. was human or not. And you barely know that she's like a prince. They never show where she lives. Explain what the situation is. Yeah. If there's like warring tribes, if everyone's happily living under the realm of this queen. Yeah, there's no outside world right. in Legend. You don't know if she's like su- not supposed to be hanging out with him or whatever. You don't know. Yeah. Like right. I said, it feels small, but regardless. Yeah. So anyway, so who, who would have, have filled that role better, better than, than Tom, Tom Cruise? Yeah. Uh, you can email us at faintpraisepodcast at gmail.com or you can tweet at either of us. I am faintpraisetj. You are, Eric is faintpraiseee. Um, and I think that is going to do it for us. Thank you for listening and hopefully you will join us next time. Bye.